A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. I want to start the show talking about rebellion because I'm in the middle of it's a one. a new topic for you, yeah. Right. Right. Not an insurrection. I want to make that clear. I don't want to be hauled away anywhere. But a rebellion of sorts. I'm a rule follower, right? Uh, I, yes. I've annoyed you in the past in a You're lovable very, manner. Yeah. Like you'll try to park somewhere and I've got a million questions about are we going to get towed away or is anybody going to be unhappy with our choices? Right. Like we can't leave the car for five minutes in like a... A yeah. metered zone without paying for it. Like I get, it's really it's, panicky it's just, for me. You're a good person. I am a good person, <laughs> right? Right. Well, I got a motorcycle. Well, Dad gave me his motorcycle, right. and I, I talked about that a few months ago. That I was you're going to learn all these things this summer, like the horseback summer riding, of motorcycle Dan, riding. Right. The summer of growth, and I did horseback riding. I got to get back and do more of that. Yeah. I'm excited to do that, but really focused on the motorcycle and mm-hmm. learning some things in a parking lot, blah, blah, blah. And I've realized, because Dad gave me the bike now. You know, I still have to get my endorsement and all of that. So I have but things like to do before I can dry, ride it anywhere. Right. But it's at my house. It's in my garage. And I'm like a whole new person. I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel. I'm parking in spaces that I'm supposed to be in for 15 minutes and I'm overstaying my welcome by like three, four, five minutes. I'm oh, work- wow. I know. I know. I'm working up. <laughs> I... You know, I got a ways to go. I get that. It's baby steps. It's baby steps. But you've been inspired. Well, I've been inspired to, to do break that. The, the motorcycle is helping me break through. And I thought about, you know, you've got a number of rebellion things that you've done growing up. I mean, I, I don't... pick and choose the rules that are worth following. Well, I think you've got some really funny stories. One of my favorites in your little rebellion is when, well, your little run in with the law, when you and your friend were creating an invisible rope. <laughs> got to tell the people about that a minute because this is Haley's form of rebellion one of them no yeah this is this is minor for me it's big time because the law was involved (laughs) tell them your story it was more of like a prank um than like a rebellious prank tell them what you did all right uh I think I was like maybe 14 it was during the summer so like the summer of Haley bored and my friend lived right down the street, so we would hang out every day. It was very convenient. And one of the days, she had maybe seen someone else do this where they were holding, you know, it looked like a rope. Like mm-hmm. two people were miming that they were pulling a rope tight. Yeah, really laying into it yeah, like it's exactly. really pulled like taut. Yeah, it's real and you just can't you see it. You did that across a road. <laughs> so she thought, yeah, let's do that across the neighborhood street. And see if people will stop their cars. We are not advocating for any impressionable people out there that you do this. No, right? and it was a it was a neighborhood street, okay. like quiet it wasn't street, a busy street. There were maybe five cars that went past, and did they all stop? They did. Yeah, that, yeah. I love that. That was part. the really fun part is that something actually like they wouldn't go past until we mimed that we were lowering the road. Down. The last car that stopped, though, was a police officer uh, yes. who asked you to cease and desist. Do something more productive. <laughs> so you did. You went on with your life and yes. did more productive things. But, but that really, was... that's like a social experiment. Yeah. Well, see, that was fun. I I don't have any social experiments to do. I'm really just stretching <laughs> the boundaries by sitting in the parking spot two or three minutes longer than I should have. 
You know, I was I'm eating pizza without taking lactate ahead of time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Really, that really is stretching. Pretty it. risky. And I'm wearing white after Labor Day. Oh. You notice that? The people you on video can't see white. that, but my yeah, shorts white are shorts. white. Startlingly white. Yeah, they're very bright. Yes. Yes, they are yes. amazing. <laughs> I've done a really nice job with the laundry. I get the whitest whites, right? So anyway, white after Labor Day. Let's transition into that. Now, we've got a lot of stuff we'll cover on the show. We're going to talk about a ceiling Mm -hmm. that you did that the material that you used is something that can go over so many different situations. It's really cool. I think it's a great um, option for a Mm -hmm. lot of people, and you probably don't know about it yet. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. I didn't even know about it, and Haley had to inform me. Yes, Dan didn't even know. Yeah, and and when that's the case, you know it's something. (laughs) So we're going to talk about that. And something else. I don't think we've even decided what we're going to talk about yet. We'll wing it. All It'll I can tell you. something paint related. And it will be amazing. Yes. Right now, let's get back to this white after Labor Day thing. I have never known exactly why this rule exists. And in fact, I've always screwed up the rule. I, I can never remember if it was always wear white after Labor Day or don't wear white. That's how I. I never understood like when you could wear white. Then. Like when is like it. Not after Labor Day, but before. Like, when does it turn into See, yeah, before? You've got this whole weird thing where, yeah, once a Labor Day has passed, <laughs> it's, it's all after. after Labor Day. <laughs> Most people start the year over, Haley. So, like, in once January, it, you wear white again? Like, that doesn't make any well, sense to me. Well, you're looking ahead. No, no. And I will explain everything. And, and you know some of this. Yeah. So you can chime in all with right. what you know. But we will make everybody aware so that we can all either follow the rule or, or intentionally break it. Intentionally break it. Yeah. But we want you to break the rule knowingly rather yes. than just on accident. Today, I broke it on accident by wearing white without even thinking about it. Anyway, where in the world does the rule come from? There's a couple of different ideas and probably way more than that. But probably. let's go to a source that we've talked about talked about on the show, the Farmer's Almanac. Which we love. Really love the Farmer's Almanac. You definitely so should good. pick one up. Get it at a magazine stand anywhere. They're really interesting to, to pick through. Yeah. A lot of good articles. It's just really fun. But one article that I ran across talks about two different ideas. One, the boring one. And it's this, is that before air conditioning, people wore whites and lighter clothing. Because it was in, practical. In the summer months. Right. Because yeah. it's practical. And then as the fall kicked in and as winter started to settle right. in, they we went to- start wearing like wools yeah. and heavier clothes and they're automatically in darker colors. And Yeah. So the yeah. fashion world, according to this article, this, this idea, the fashion world said, hey, Look what's happening. Let's just make a rule. Right. Like, let's make it official. That way, everybody can do what they want as long as they follow the rule and be cool. Right? So white before Labor Day is all right. White after Labor Day, not cool. We're going to signal you out and make you feel bad about yourself. (laughs) Right? That's what the fashion world did. We will shame you. Right. That's the boring explanation. Here's the more fun one. Really like this one. Because there's so many facets to it. There are. I really, it is fun. Right. So here's the idea, is that this whole rule or this concept of Mm -hmm. not even the rule about wearing white after, but just the concept of wearing white in general. Let's start with that. It was invented by the elite of society. Right. So that they could feel better about themselves. They could separate themselves from the regular scrubs like us. Because if you were wearing like a nice linen suit and like a breezy dress. Oh, you're fancy people. Yeah. Like you can afford nice material, one. Right. You can wear white, which automatically 
yeah. kind of pushes you into, I'm not doing hard labor. Right. You're not laboring like the regular people. Right. You're wearing white even in the fall, which means you can travel to warmer right. climates and things yeah, like that. Yeah, like you can afford to wear white. It was like really showing them up. So mm-hmm. honestly, the rule started kind of as a, boy, if you want to demonstrate that you're better than the rest of the people, and who doesn't? I'm not advocating that, but <laughs> the elite like to do that. They like to rub our nose yeah. in it. And so- they would wear white and right. prance around and do all their things, and we'd all feel bad. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. So that's what it started as. But then, you know, that's the opposite of what the rule's at now. So we've got to figure out, how does this shift happen? And historians have wondered for millennia, well, not millennia, honestly, about 100 years. And I don't even know how many are really wondering, but I've wondered. Enough. So <laughs> I've come up with an idea, and I think I can back it up with, with a lot of facts. All right. So yes. it started, as we said, it's something that the elite, elite are doing to make themselves feel better. But right. then something happens that shifts it, that it becomes a bad thing to the elite. Mm-hmm. What could that possibly be? You have a very interesting theory. It's new money. That's what caused this problem. New money. We all know from Titanic, right? the movie, <laughs> that new money is not respected right. or even remotely liked no. by old money old people. Old money does not like new money. Right. So anyway, early 1900s, all this new money starts happening, mm-hmm. right? Again, Titanic. Right. What's her name? The unsinkable Molly Brown. She was really obnoxious to the elite people because yeah. she was new money. And new money people, you know, they fall into it. They've got the cash. First thing they do. Wear white. Oh, man, I'm running out and buying white. Yeah. As much white as I can find, right? So I'm outside parading around in my white after Labor Day to let everybody know how rich I am. Well, the new, the, the old money people look at that and think. It's so like classless. Yeah, it's very classless. And it's very much like, you know, I feel bad for the new money people. Right, that you feel like you have to show off so much. No, I, that's not why I feel bad. Oh. I feel bad for them because they finally get there. They find the, the, the clothes that the cool kids are wearing mm-hmm. and they can afford those clothes yep. and then they buy those clothes and then the cool kids say, those aren't cool oh, anymore. you're wearing those clothes? Yep. Now they're not cool. Man, I have done that with tennis that shoes. That is exactly what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. My whole life has been, hey, I can finally get this, this designer whatever. It's at the mission store, but nobody's going to know that. Right. And then I get to school and it's no longer cool. That's how the new money people felt. Yeah, it is a little sad. Yeah, the old money people decided, look, It's really classless. It's really crude. We're going to make another rule that if you know what you're doing, if you know how to handle your money in a a cool, Mm -hmm. proper manner, you won't wear white to just peacock it around and show everybody how great you are. It's like Mean Girls. It's like you can only wear pink on Fridays. Right. So the new money people didn't clue into that. They're parading around thinking they've done something well. The old money people are laughing at the new money people. That's where the rule comes from. Jeez. Yeah. It's pretty dark. Yeah. It's very like mean girl-esque. Yeah. Or mean guy, right? I I feel weird being in a conversation that's about (laughs) mean girls and all of that. But anyway, that's where this whole rule comes from. And now we can chuck it out the window, right? We don't don't really adhere to this rule anymore. Although I feel like people still will point it out now and then, but I don't know if it's like a shame thing anymore. Right. Well, don't be that person pointing it out because you're being like old money to new money. It's just not cool. That's true. Yeah. So go ahead, buck whatever trends you want, wear whatever clothes you want. If you want to paint whatever colors you want, go for it. I'm making a jump what there to paint. What about painters? I know. I, yeah, I know. You brought this up when I pitched this topic and I forgot and hoped you wouldn't remember it. Because painters technically do all kinds of work. Right. 
and we're white. So it kind of blows the whole everything I said out of the water. We will never know. Those are questions lost to history. <laughs> we're going to have to just leave that for somebody else to discover. Right now, we got to take a break. We yes. just thought that was kind of fun. That whole white after Labor Day rule has plagued me my whole life. That plagued and wearing you. green on St. Saint... Patrick's Day? Yes. I never get that one Fourth right either. Fourth of July. <laughs> I get pinched all the time. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of color problems I've got. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we're back, we'll be talking about your ceiling. Yes. Super cool. It's going to solve so many problems. If you've got... I'm just going to tip off one of them. Right. If you've got a drop ceiling in your basement like I do, and you don't like it like I don't, mm -hmm. here is a really easy fix. And you're going to be blown away how simple it is, yes. how inexpensive it is, so and what easy. a change it will make. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and Haley, we're going to do our best to get through this segment. <laughs> Haley's stomach. <laughs> Just get through it. Is making all kinds of weird noises. It's, it's like, like a gurgle fest over here. Yeah, Just it's like woo. trying to communicate with us, and I'm not picking up the language of the dialect, so I'm not sure what it's saying. And your stomach hasn't chimed in yet either, which is nope. concerning. I am normally... the perfect human. I am not doing all the things you're doing. No, but normally your stomach does talk I back. I know. Normally it does. It's not this it's time. It's a little rude. <laughs> I'm hoping that the microphones pick it up and other people get to experience it. Yeah, I really hope for that, Dan. If you hear Thank something you. weird, that's just Haley's stomach. And that gives me carte blanche <sighs> to do whatever I want, noise-wise. <laughs> we'll see you. how I how I take advantage of that or don't. Appreciate it. Let's talk about your ceiling, right? Yes. This is something that it's a, I guess I'm just curious, how did you stumble onto this product? You probably should explain the product just a little bit. Yeah, I'll give And then let's talk about your project. And then we'll talk background. about all the different things people could do with it. I'm gonna set up the situation. Sure, set it up. You only have a few minutes. <laughs> all right, so if you've been listening to the show on a regular basis, you've probably heard me talk about the garage that I've been renovating. I'm turning it in to an art studio. Right. And it's no longer a garage at this point. But it's there not are... yet an art studio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are walls up where there were doors. I've added a normal, you know, entry door. It's all insulated. Um, and now there's a ceiling and lights installed. So the only thing I've left at this point is the drywall. Okay. So you've come Very a long excited. way. Yes. And but I was really nervous about the ceiling. How like come? from the very beginning. Why? Honestly, I'm not an experienced drywaller, so the idea of doing a ceiling is really intimidating. Even doing the walls is really intimidating, but that especially. No, ceiling with drywall is very complicated if you don't do that on a yeah. regular basis. If you don't have all the equipment, now you could right? potentially I rent. I could maybe rent it or something like that. But still, mudding it all in, making yeah. it look nice. Plus, it's like a 100-year-old garage, mm -hmm. and it's detached, so it's its own building. And I, <laughs> the rafters don't instill a whole lot of confidence in me. They're really... They look underbuilt. All right. Like, they're not today's standard. And so the idea of also putting that much weight on the ceiling seemed kind of problematic. Like okay. I'm asking for trouble. All right. So I knew I needed something kind of lightweight. And then the other part of it was like budget. And I wanted to be able to do something that I could kind of work on by myself when I needed to. I think that's interesting. Why is that? Honestly, I don't want to wait for people. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> like if I want to work on it, I don't want to have to wait around until someone can help me. Sure. You know, like no, I get then it. I'm tied to Jordan's schedule. Like when he's home from work, then, okay, finally I can work on it if he's up for it. You know, like it's yeah. a lot depending. No, I on completely get it. I pulled a toilet out because I was getting ready to do a floor and stuff like that. Yeah. And I had it had help all lined up. Mm-hmm. But I decided 1130 one night. This makes perfect sense. <laughs> Let's pull the toilet up. And strangely, my help didn't want to come yeah, until weird. the following morning when we had arranged it. So I did it anyway. But yeah. yes, I get yes. it. You like to work on your own. You like to have your own schedule and be able to do yeah. it as you need. So those were like kind of the constraints, right? It needed to be lightweight, easy to install overhead, something mm-hmm. that I could do by myself, budget friendly. Sure. And I started researching. So with all of that, you stumble into... Armstrong's flush mount uh, ceiling plank system. Okay. So explain what that looks like as best you can. Uh, This particular system, it's called Country Classic, essentially looks like white shiplap up on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. However, it's not wood. It's made of like a mineral composite. So essentially the same stuff that a lot of the drop ceiling tiles are made out of. Mm -hmm. It's really lightweight, brittle kind of. You know, it's got enough flexibility to it that... It's fairly easy to install still. Now, it had an embossed texture on the surface, and you thought that looked like oak pretty or decent, something. Like yeah, oak. exactly. And it's white. Now, it's you can white. get multiple options, I believe. Right. You went with the Country Classic. There's another line that Armstrong Woodhaven. makes that's longer planks. Those are about seven foot long and five inches wide. Right. Mine are six inches wide and they're four feet long. They're more like the Dan version <laughs> of a plank, and the other ones are the taller, thinner. Yeah. And version. those ones are more expensive. So I went with the Country Classic because yeah. um, the length of the panel doesn't really, I mean, it didn't really make that much of a difference in the pictures I was sure. seeing. So there's no reason for me to pay more money. And, and you went I, with the white version. Yes. Because there is a wood look. That looks like wood. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, it, nothing You weren't a fan of that one. Like wood when it's not wood. Right. That's true. Yeah. So this I went with also because I wasn't really sure what color I'd want it to be. And they are paintable still. Okay. So now that's we should stress because Voids I want to make sure we yeah follow yeah. all the rules here. Armstrong says you can paint them, but it will void the warranty. Right. So you got to kind of do what you want with that one. All yeah. right. So we've got all of that going on. You stumble onto this tile, about four dollars a square foot, something right. like that. Yeah. So like fairly within budget. All right. So you set it up. We've got to take a break because we spent so much time talking about. White after Labor Day. My stomach. Really important. And your stomach. I did have to take time to talk about that. So we're going to take a break. After the news, we're going to be talking about your experience installing it Mm -hmm. and all the different areas we could use it and all the different problems it can solve. Yes. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and we are talking about Haley's ceiling in her garage slash studio. No longer a garage. Right. Not quite yet a studio. It's on its way. Just needs drywall. Just needs drywall, and it will be pristine and perfect, yes. just the way Haley wants it. <laughs> Now, you talked about a ceiling. You needed something up there, and you could have gone with drywall. Would have probably been more inexpensive, but you were worried about right. the weight of it and finishing it, it and all of that. It was intimidating for a lot of reasons. So you look at this particular product that we're talking about, Armstrong, what is it? Flush mount ceiling, wood look planks. Right. All right? So yep. it's 
The one that you went with was country, country classic, country classic, also four foot Woodhaven. long, yep. and about six six inches wide for the planks. Yep. Woodhaven is another version. That one's important. We'll talk about why you would want, want one that. or the other later. But you it looks were putting like this, white wood. Right. Just looks yep. like white wood. It's got an embossed texture to mm-hmm. it. It's actually really convincing, I think. Okay. So you really liked it. It's yeah. a tongue and groove, snap together system. Right. But you've got to mount it. Let's talk about the installation. And yeah. what were you putting it on? So the way that the ceiling was is, you know, you've got the normal ceiling rafters that are mm-hmm. supporting the roof, right? But across those at some point i think they were probably storing things up in the ceiling rafters so they made like this grid system out of two by fours that ran between the ceiling rafters okay i don't think that they were there for any like structural purpose i think it was really just there to like you know maybe they like the look of two by fours (laughs) never know that's possible dan that's possible (laughs) so it could be one or the other either some kind of storage system or it could just be some strange aesthetic yep but either way, those are there. Mm-hmm. It's not do? the most even two, so I was worried about that from mm-hmm. the very beginning with whatever I went with. It needed to be something that could bridge some gaps. Um, and also, I ended up, we'll get there. Okay. I'm going to back up. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm just <laughs> along for the ride. So essentially what you're doing, if you're going to do like the normal system that they sell, is you're going to get these brackets and install those into the ceiling. So they're like a rail almost, right? Right, exactly. So like they're eight feet long, super thin metal, and you just screw those perpendicular the whole length of the room Mm -hmm. to the ceiling rafters. Okay, and there's instructions, Yes, and we'll link to those. We're not here to give you the how-to of of literal details on that. complicated in this form. On the radio, it's complicated. Radio. Doing it was simple. Yes. So you uh, you attach this rail, yes. and you do that every couple of feet or so, right? I think All I did it like every 18 inches or so. Sure. Yeah. And then you've got these little bracket clip type things, Yeah, right? little clips that clip onto those rails that I've now installed onto the ceiling. The first row, however, of, of your the planks. ceiling panels, you actually have to screw into that rail system. Okay. So I used like... You know, number six screws, screw in that first row of ceiling panels. Mm-hmm. And then the next row now has something stable to tongue and groove into. Sure. Right? And that's when the clips start coming into play. So now that I've got the ceiling panel up, I clip the little guy onto the rail, slide it into the tongue, we'll or I guess a, the groove. Yeah, we'll put a video in the show notes so you can see yes. what we're talking about. It's a really slick installation it's so system. easy. Yeah, so you're just taking the each plank, putting it in place, and then it locks into one half, like you're saying, the tongue right. and groove part of one, mm-hmm. and then these little clips Hold the slide in to the other side, and then the next piece comes on. You know, you exactly. work your way all the way across a room, mm-hmm. and then go to the next row. Yes. And when you get to the end, you're making cuts and stuff to make it fit. Now, you, you right. want to create... I think you've got to have like a three quarter inch gap around the room, the perimeter of the room. Right. Yeah. So like that first row of panels, I'm bumping out from the edge of the wall, like about three quarters of an inch and then doing the same thing on the other ends. All right. And you cover that with crown molding when you're done. So you don't see any of those gaps or anything like that. You see the gap, but you do that, like you said, for expansion and contraction over time and Mm -hmm. 
just making sure that there's room for that movement. Yeah. So you take your plank, you get to the end, you know, a, a, a wall where you've got to cut it. Maybe it's only two foot. You take that cutoff scrap and you start the next row with that on exactly. the other side. So you've got the staggered look. Right. You don't want all the seams to line up with each other. It would look a little awkward, probably. Yeah. Unless you really like order. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine possible. that would be good. Could be yeah. a look. <laughs> yeah. No, I've seen a floor where somebody did that. I forget oh, where. Oh, like a wood floor. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was a laminate floor, but they took all the planks and all in a row. Lined. Yeah. Lined them up. Not a good look. We don't adv- advocate for that. No. So anyway, really easy install. You know, we could go on and on trying to talk about the install, but I think we'll lose people. The yes. point is that it was very simple and you were installing easy. over just open rafter areas, right? Right, exactly. And the garage is about 400 square feet, so it's a good amount of space. And I was doing that by myself. I needed help with the first row of panels. I will say that I can't really hold the panel in place and screw it at the same time. So you do need an extra pair of hands for that part. So you are going to need a friend. But everything else I was able to do by myself. Look at that. So you only need a friend for a little bit and you can (laughs) send them on their way and operate on your own the way it was meant to be. So anyway, relatively inexpensive, about $4 a square foot or so. Um, You don't need a whole lot of anything else. You just need that bracket system. And all of that comes. We'll put a link in the yeah. show notes so you can and check it out. you'll need a drill. Like, as far as tools go, you want a drill. Sure. You want a little chop saw, probably, although you could cut these tiles with, you know, a handsaw. Mm-hmm. It's not difficult material to cut through. You score them a with a razor knife messy. and yeah. all of those things. That's one install. That's over an open rafter kind of a system. Right. But this has so many different applications. Yes. And this and is kind of the cool part. Yeah, that's the thing that we really wanted to get to to maybe help anybody out there. Let's say you've got a popcorn ceiling. Mm-hmm. You absolutely hate the popcorn ceiling look. Or a really textured ceiling that you just don't want to deal with anymore. Right. This can be installed right over that. Again, you would just find the studs and all of that. Mm-hmm. And you'd mount these rails that we yep. talked about. And then the clip system just right comes into play there. And really, the planks themselves are what? Uh Half an inch thick, maybe? Yeah, maybe. And then with the rail and all of that, what are you losing? About an inch? Like an inch inch and a half. Okay, an inch and a half of height is all you're going to lose with this. So like we said, it's called flush mount, and that's the reason. It really, really comes in nice in that regard. So textured ceilings that you don't want to scrape all clean and all of that. Now, I think on the instructions, they talk about wherever you run these rails, they recommend that you scrape scrape the popcorn texture off. We think you could get by without. Yeah, I don't think that's necessary. Right. If you've got a motorcycle in your garage and you feel <laughs> rebellious, maybe you don't even need to scrape. Who knows? Yeah. But very easy way to cover those ceilings because scraping off a popcorn texture and trying to move on can be a lot of work. I mean, it's it's a huge process, huge, it's messy, messy process. Yeah, exactly. Super easy. I love that. Um, damaged. And it just updates it. Right, right. Great look. Way better than a drop ceiling, right. but even if you've got damaged drywall up there or mm-hmm. anything like that. Plaster, again, yeah. super easy way to get a nice, consistent look. All right. What about a drop ceiling? Yes. This is what you're so excited I about. I am really excited about this because I've got a drop ceiling in my basement, and I really honestly didn't mind it until Haley saw it and pointed <laughs> out how bad that was. I really appreciate that because now I can't see it without realizing how bad it is. Yeah, thank you. But I've been trying to figure out what can I do? You know, I've started buying new ceiling tiles to drop in place. Sure. And yes, I could go get the little brackets and turn it into a two by two Mm -hmm. square drop ceiling. Which is a little bit 
Like, yeah, it's updated. a little better. Yeah. But with the Woodhaven planks from Armstrong. Yeah. These so are essentially the, the ones. same thing, just longer. Right. Longer and they're five inches wide instead of the six six sure. inches wide. But with these, you can actually get little brackets that snap onto the grid that's already there on my drop ceiling. Right. So all I would need to do is get all the panels out right. of that drop ceiling. Now I've got the grid exposed. Mm -hmm. I just get these brackets. Clip them onto there, and the install process is basically what Haley described. That first yeah. row goes in, and it's got to be attached in. on one end to the mm -hmm. bracket system, you know, that grid system that's up there. And then the next row just clips into these clips that slide around on your uh, drop ceiling yeah, exactly. grid. It's so simple, so quick, so Everything easy. Everything just hung and grooves together. Like all of the ends, all of the edges, they just fit together. So there's no seams or anything. It it's really a nice look. Yeah. So it's some way for me to get this drop ceiling completely overhauled, a completely different look. So I'll have a nice wood plank look on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. I'll get new lights because right now I've got the big fluorescent lights. Yeah. With the clear, kind of clear plastic the, screen. Like yellows that, over time. Well, the, I, don't mind, the bugs I don't mind it. the yellow. It's the bugs. Yeah. It's like spiders love to eat right above that. So, <laughs> yeah, we just watch and see how many carcasses appear oh up in there. And then when we try to take it down, it normally cracks because oh, it's so old. And then all the all bodies the fall out onto your face. Gross. Yeah. And my mouth's always open. <sighs> always open. Anyway, I can cover over that. My son, the electrician, he's mm -hmm. already come and talked about these little wafer lights that I can put in there. He's got a plan. And this stuff is really easy to cut around lights for, too. Yeah. I so. am super excited. Four bucks a square foot and some change, somewhere in that range. It's not completely, you know, it's not free. It's not like I want it. Right. And I just have free money to spend. But it is a reasonable way to really, really update that room. Right. I mean, like, within a week, you could have a completely different look. And it's really not that much work. I mean, it's time invested for sure, mm -hmm. but it's extremely simple to do. Yeah, definitely some pros, a lot of pros. It's, like we said, a great way to update a ceiling with something that you don't like on it, like the popcorn textures, dra mm -hmm. damaged drywall, drop ceilings. Really great way to update those. It's lightweight, yes. easy to work with on your own, yep. easy to do on your own, easy to score, easy to cut, easy to work with. Can be a little fragile. Keep that in mind. Yeah, and I... I guess like a tip that I'd want to give out is that when you're taking these out of the box, like inspect each panel a little mm -hmm. bit because some will have like a damaged corner and that'll affect, you know, the look of everything eventually. They won't snap in perfectly, things like that. What I have noticed is that if I take one out of the box and just like run my thumb through that tongue and groove section so that everything is lined up mm -hmm. and get it nice and set to go into the next panel. It's a lot easier. That way I'm not up in the ceiling trying to force them to go together right. and ultimately bending the ceiling panel and ruining it. Yeah. Use some care when installing them, but really easy to work with. Very low profile. So you're not really losing a lot of height. That's going to matter. Right. Well, it matters and doesn't <laughs> matter for my ceiling. My ceiling in the basement is already low. So I don't really want to lose too much more. No. But fortunately, we are very low people. You're gifted. So yes. <laughs> we can adapt to that. A lot of pros. couple of limitations and some cons that we want to point out. Yeah. It can't be easily removed. So once it's up, right. if you need access you know, to different parts of that ceiling. You're cutting it away. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. It's not made to just drop out like a, like a ceiling panel right. would. It's not meant for any space with moisture. So if you've got a half a bath even 
It's not meant for that. It's not meant for anywhere outdoors. Haley's rolling the dice. We think the garage is fine because it's... It's a finished space at this point, mm-hmm. and it's humidity controlled, so I'm really not concerned. Um, but yeah, if something went wrong, I would definitely update yeah. people. Yep. I did read one negative review as I was doing my research, and someone had installed these panels in like a three seasons room that wasn't heated or cooled. And she did have too much humidity ultimately and the panels did warp yeah so so think about that be aware of that and they can be painted with water-based paints yep if you don't like the white or you want to change it down the road i really excited about it i am have hated that basement ever since you told me how bad it was i feel bad well you should it's gonna cost (laughs) me a lot of money to fix and it's just been a lot of stress But now now I've given you the solution. You've given me the solution, so I appreciate that. It kind of balances out the karma a little. (laughs) No, it's great. I I, Honestly, I've never loved the drop ceiling. I'll be happy to update it in a very inexpensive manner. No, I'm really happy with the way it turned out. We'll put links in the show notes. You can check out some of Haley's project and how it's turned out. We'll keep you updated if there's ever an issue with the product, but definitely look into it. If you've got a drop ceiling in your basement... Kind of sick of it. Really easy way to update it. Yeah, think of all the people now that we've made feel bad about their basements. Anyway, we're going to have to just move on. And when (laughs) we're back, we're going to be talking about a surprise paint topic. We don't even know what it is yet. We're going to pull one out of a hat. And go. And we're going to go. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. And Haley, we decided last segment that we were going to just pick a paint topic out of the air. Yeah, we were winging it. And we did. Over the break, we realized, you know what? We need to talk about painting a drop ceiling. So obvious. Yeah, we just spent a whole segment talking about a couple of segments. Right. Talking about ways to update a drop ceiling. Yeah, with the Armstrong flush mount ceiling panels. Yeah. They're a wood look, you know, kind definitely, of like shiplap. Definitely cool, definitely inexpensive, really, on the grand scheme of things. We talked about it, but not everybody's going to want to rush in and do that. Yeah. What about painting it? It's a really great project, a really easy way to update that space dramatically. Exactly. It's really dramatic still. Yeah, very inexpensive, but there are a few things that you need to know. And I know a lot of people get confused or concerned or convinced that this is going to be a more complicated project than it is. And it's because there's a lot of... You know, different materials up there. You've got that metal grid. Mm-hmm. You've got your ceiling tiles. Whatever they're made of. Whatever they're yeah. made out of. What do I put on them? And we don't ever do that project either. I right. mean, we maybe do it once, maybe. Yeah. So. so let's talk about what you need, how you do it, and all of that. But before we jump into that, I guess we do have to take one quick step back and talk about... Problem areas. Some problem areas. Because sometimes drop ceilings will get... The brown staining from Mm -hmm. like water stains or something like that. Well, you can't just prime over those or paint over those with regular paint or most likely it's going to bleed right through. Exactly. Even general purpose primers don't actually block out that stain very well because they're not built specifically to do that. There are specialty primers like Bin, for example, that are a little stinky, but they work really, really well. Yeah, they'll block it out. You can get it in a spray can if you need. If you've just got a couple of tiles, yeah. take a couple of them down, go outside, spray mask them. off the area. Oh, Don't sure. do this on the driveway. My children <laughs> did some painting on the driveway, and I still have these frame. nice outlines yeah. of everything they painted. 
mask it off with a drop cloth. That's why you want a drop cloth. But yeah, you can just spray those areas, spot prime them. They dry very fast, and then you can put your water-based paint right over top. Yeah, still right. very simple. So let's say you've got all of that fixed. Now let's talk about that grid. That's the first thing that we need to deal with. Because it is metal. It is metal. And that's a material that typically we would prime first or, you know, use a specialty paint for. Yeah. We're not just putting like a normal water-based paint over it. Typically, unless we're scuff sanding that and making sure that it's clean and it's going to bond really well, it's a lot of work for yeah. what we're talking about. And I think especially with a grid system that's a drop ceiling, it's not going to be super simple to sand that. Right. So we've got a great option. Yeah. Inselex makes uh, Inselex is a Benjamin Moore company. Yes. And they've got a whole wide range of products. We carry a lot of their primers. One of the primers we talk about all the time, it sticks. Yeah, it's like one of those silver bullet products where yeah. it just does an amazing job at this very specific thing, which is bonding to things. Right. It bonds to everything. We've put it on glossy ceramic tile, on glass, glass. Even, just to test it. And it, it bonds stuck. to that. You can barely scratch it off. Yeah. Really good product. Get a quart of that. Get a little four-inch roller. Clean those grids so yes, there's no dust and stuff them. like that. And then just roll them with sticks. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do a, any scuff sanding or anything, really. Right. The sticks will bond really well, and then you can put your paint over top of that. Exactly. So let's say you got that done. What about the paint for the ceiling tiles themselves? Specialty a paint? Good really. water-based ceiling paint? Yeah, that's um, really all you need. Benjamin Moore's Ultra Flat Ceiling Paint is... Our personal favorite because it is a dead flat. You don't get any of that glare and you can even tint it to any color you want and still not have any sort of shine to it. Yeah. So that can go over the ceiling tiles themselves and the grid that you've primed with sticks. Exactly. And all of that's going to look great. Really easy to work with. Benjamin Moore's premium waterborne ceiling paint. Color. Let's talk about just color. just said that you can put any color in that ceiling paint. Most people are probably thinking of a white ceiling right now. Because they want it to feel higher, right? We want well, it to feel like it's... Well, you want like it to feel open. Right. And, you know, there is a brightness that that brings to the space. So you've got to weigh the pros and cons. But really, if you want the ceiling to feel higher... What you'd want to do is go with a darker color. Which completely <laughs> seems like crazy talk. We've talked about it on the show, yeah. though, and it really works. The darker the color, instead of closing in the space... It recedes. Yeah. It's science of light. Darker the color, the more that recedes in our vision. So if you've got a dark color on a ceiling, it's going to look like it's higher than if you have a white on the ceiling. Yeah. So I'm going to paint my ceiling white so I feel taller in the space. Hey, like there I'm you closer go. To the yeah. Ceiling. That's a good trick. All right. So optical illusion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if I don't want to go with white? What if I don't want to go to a really dark color, though? You've got another trick. Mm-hmm. That's basically putting making the same color as the walls and putting that on the ceiling, right? Exactly. If they're both the same color, then that boundary of where the wall stops and the ceiling begins gets blurred a little bit. So you're not as aware of where that ceiling starts and it feels higher. Yeah. So anyway, there's your color. We've talked about the product. We've only got a few seconds left. One other thing to think about is if you're going to go to a dark color, mm -hmm. you might, you know, it depends on your ceiling tiles. And if you can get them out of that grid easily and put them back in easily... I might paint them down because I've seen them painted while they're up there and the grid masks off certain areas and you can't paint them. Right. And when the ceiling tiles expand and contract, you see that white very, uh, very obviously. Yeah. I wouldn't want that. I'd rather put them back in and do the little touch-ups that I have to do to cover that spot over. But you'll have to play that out by ear. But again, by all means, swing out to any Repcolite or Port yeah. City Paints. Talk about the project. We'll get the right products in your hands and help you get on the way. All right, that's it. That's all the time we've got. 
We're wrapping it up. If you want to find this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening. 